You're listening to A Playful Podcast, where I talk about everything from the wonders of messy play to stories from my wonderful but messy life. I'm Mariah, and I'm the creator of A Playful Purpose Learning for Littles, and I'm so glad you found me. All right, let's get this party started. Okay, here we go. The first podcast episode. I'm simultaneously so excited and so nervous. This is something that I have been meaning to do for literally years, and I just can't believe I'm sitting down to actually record episode one of hopefully many of this podcast. So I have been planning to do a podcast for over a year, but I always chickened out or something always came up. So I wanted to do one. I was thinking of maybe co-hosting with someone. I was going to do one on my own. I wasn't sure if anyone would care or if I'd keep it up or what I'd be able to talk about. And then, you know, I got pregnant and had a baby and everything kind of paused. But now it's fall. I'm feeling super jazzed, excited, creative and ready to go. And kind of decided after I got a DM on Instagram that now was the time. And I don't know what it is about getting DMs on Instagram, but this is the story of my life right now where someone will send me a message and they'll request something and then It's like I cannot resist. I have to do it. Or it's like the final thing that pushes me over the edge. Kind of like I take it as if it's a sign from the universe. So I got a DM saying, could you do a podcast? I just really feel like we need an update on your life and kind of a where are you now from the podcast that you were on last year as a guest. And it was what I needed, my final push, like I said. And so here we are a Playful Purpose podcast episode one. And I'm not going to lie, I spent two hours recording that intro because I just kept listening to it and feeling more and more awkward about it and then getting Dave's feedback because he used to do voice recording. So my goal is to not do that again because I don't want to obsess over how I said something or how I worded something because I think that will take away from my mission here, which is to make this podcast just be really authentic and honest and candid and kind of feel like we're just having a conversation together. And I want it to be a reflection of myself. So it's kind of like we're just chatting. So when I'm in your ear, I want you to feel like you're really there with me and we're just having a conversation but I guess a one-sided conversation. But truly, I do talk a lot, so it's not even that abnormal from how it would be if we were actually together. So I'm just jazzed about this because I love talking and I love sharing, and usually I do this on Instagram, which is where I've been building up this community for a while now, but it is really hard to search for topics and then to share those topics again after I would post something, whether it was a story or if it was a feed post. It's really hard to refer back to that when someone would ask me a question or when it came up again in the future. So I was getting a lot of the same questions over and over again, some about early learning, some about my personal life, and it was just getting a little bit frustrating to have to scroll back through and try and find a relevant post or to type out kind of these long stories. And I used to have a blog, but I don't even know if blogs are a thing anymore. Plus, with blogging, you have to take photos and, you know, all that kind of stuff and the writing it out. It just takes a lot longer than just talking out into the universe and then putting it out there for you to listen to. I'm also on a huge podcast kick right now, which I feel like is not at all unique, but I would never say that I'm anything other than basic, and I just like what the majority of people like, including pumpkin spice lattes, and podcast is just one of those things that's really in right now, and I get it, because I listen to them when I go for a run, when I'm driving, when I'm unloading the dishes, even when I'm hanging out with Andrew, because I don't want him to have that much access to screens, so I don't want to play the TV, but I like to have something on, and podcasts have kind of been my go-to right now, and I really want to offer content on this platform because I know there are just tons of people who are feeling the exact same way. 
So today is just the first, first episode. It's going to be kind of an intro into me, an intro into a playful purpose so that you really get to know me so that when I'm chatting away in your ear in future episodes, you know where I'm coming from and you feel like you really do know me. And I know a bunch of you probably have been following me for a while, so some of this might not be new information, but it's just kind of going to be the Cliff's Notes story of my life up until now. So without further ado, I'm Mariah, which you probably already know, and I'm an Ottawa girl currently living in Nova Scotia, Canada. I was born in Ottawa, specifically the Glebe, and I stayed there for my entire life, or as close to the Glebe as I could get that my budget would allow, because rent in Ottawa, specifically in the downtown area, is pretty wild, which I know is the story of kind of everyone's life right now, but I had various apartments around the Glebe and in Little Italy before eventually moving to Barhaven, because that's where I bought my first home. But my roots are very much tied to the Glebe, and my parents are still there. My mom had a home daycare growing up, but she's now retired, which is amazing for her. And when I was growing up in the Glebe, in that home daycare, I got so much exposure to working with littles and then kind of transitioned and used that to get a job when I was 15 working in summer camps at the Glebe Community Center. And I worked there for 10 years teaching dance and doing different camps and eventually being the coordinator for preschool camps, which is when I learned that I really did love working with that younger age group. But I went off to university to become a vet, and I went to the University of Guelph, lived there for four years, and I did all the legwork to become a vet. You know, I was volunteering at a horse barn, and I was working at a vet, and I got my rabies vaccinations and all of this, and I was doing everything I needed to do to get into vet school because it's highly competitive. But I kind of realized that this wasn't the path for me. I didn't love working at the vet. I was finding the science courses not that interesting and really difficult for me to do well in. It just wasn't the way my brain was working and I got really lost. And I remember telling my parents I didn't want to be a vet and feeling like I was breaking their heart when I told them because my whole life I'd been working toward this goal and then I kind of realized this wasn't the goal I wanted to work toward anymore. University also wasn't where I shone. I really struggled to make friends in that first year on my floor. I had requested to be with a friend of mine and then we got put onto an arts floor and I was one of the only kids doing science. I think there was two other people doing science and we always had early morning classes, but no one else did. They're always partying and it was quite clicky and I wasn't in the click. So that was really hard because in university, mainly you make friends on your floor. And I wasn't making friends with my floor, which made it really difficult. I did make a couple great friendships there that stuck with me through the years. One friend that I still am in contact with now is actually the reason I became a teacher. It was fourth year. I had no idea what I was doing. I thought maybe I would do a master's. Maybe I would go into research. I wasn't sure. And she said she was applying to teacher's college. And I literally copied her. I just didn't know what I was going to do. So I started filling out applications and through the application process, which at the time was a bunch of essay questions, is when I realized that this was something that I really wanted to do and something that I felt like I would be really good at. And I don't know why it hadn't occurred to me before. I had literally been teaching since I was 15 years old. I had grown up with kids, but it just hadn't even been on my radar until that friend of mine said that she was applying herself. So I really owe a lot to her because I don't know how long it would have taken me to get into teaching or to even find myself in that application process if she hadn't kickstarted that. 
I went to teacher's college and I did love it. I was in a small cohort and I did my junior intermediate qualifications to start with a science teachable because I was still hanging on to that science degree and didn't want to quote unquote waste it. So I got my science teachable and then I started supply teaching right away and I quickly realized that intermediate was not my jam. Shout out to all you intermediate teachers. It is not for everyone and it is a very tricky age group, but I was supplying almost every single day in grade seven, eight at this one school. While I was supplying, I did my primary qualifications and started getting additional qualifications like my French certificate because, well, let's be honest, it's way easier to get a job as a French teacher and I spoke French. Almost right away, got hired into a full year LTO and two weeks into that got switched into permanent. And since then, I have been almost exclusively teaching kindergarten and it's been an amazing journey. Almost exactly to the day, according to Facebook, I got my permanent contract five years ago. And I can't believe it's only been five years. It feels like I've been permanent for much longer than that. But I think it's likely because so much has changed in my life that there's no way it could only have been five years ago. But here we are. Facebook never lies, right? I bounced around from school to school and taught kindergarten almost exclusively other than in my first year when I also taught grade three core French and dance because I was only part-time in kindergarten. But I absolutely was hooked on kindergarten and only applied to kindergarten positions from then on when I would get surplused or when I wanted a change of pace. I got my kindergarten specialist, I became the kindergarten department lead, and just truly fell in love with the program. And of course, it was a struggle at times, specifically with behavior, which we all have firsthand experience with. And of course, working in a team sometimes has its challenges, but I never struggled with the program because I love the program so much and so deeply. It feels so natural to me that I just absolutely loved teaching kindergarten. This is when I started creating resources. And at the time, my business was called Kinder Jardin, which was a name I was very proud of. But I just wasn't finding exactly what I needed for my teaching style. And I met Laura from Shadok Kinder. And she started telling me about the world of Teachers Pay Teachers and encouraged me to start up. So I started making resources and putting them up without really much thought going into it. I also met Marissa from These Kinder Moments and we taught together for a few years and she got me really into the world of Instagram, just sharing our different ideas and experiences into kindergarten. So without these two ladies, who knows what uh, would have happened with this business, but they really kickstarted it all for me. Meanwhile, in my personal life, even though I was absolutely loving work, in my personal life, I wasn't having as much luck. In fact, I always considered myself quite unlucky in love. I would date. I would always be the person who, you know, fell harder, fell faster, and then ended up being broken up with. And I had gone through a really bad breakup, and it took me a long time to get over it. It was a really dark time in my life, actually. And when I finally felt ready to date again, I went into it with a one and a half hour rule where I would only go to a date for an hour and a half. If I wasn't feeling it, I would just leave. And I wasn't apologetic about it. I would just say, okay, thanks so much. Sorry, I have to leave. And I would get out of there after an hour and a half because I so desperately wanted to not have dating consume my life and to not take over all my evenings. Because what would had happened before was I would go on these four hour dates, knowing that they weren't going to go anywhere, getting home, being exhausted, and my whole night was over. So I started going on dates, you know, at seven o'clock and I could be home by nine and still watch a show before bed. And I just felt a lot better about that decision. 
So about three months into this one and a half hour dating process, it's Christmas, we have a nice Christmas morning, and then my parents, my brother, they go home, we'd been at my house for the morning, and they they go home, and I was kind of sitting there by myself, and I had this thought pop into my head, and I thought, this is going to be my last Christmas single, and I have no idea why I thought that. I was just sitting there all alone, completely single, but I had this thought that this would be the last time I would be alone on Christmas. And so I spark up an app, and I'm swiping through, and then the app says, you have no more matches in your area. And I thought, oh, great. And it said, do you want to expand your criteria? And I said, oh, sure, why not? I'm alone on Christmas. Let's do it. And the first guy that pops up is Dave. I took a look at his profile and I felt like there had been some signs in there that he would be a good match for me. So I swiped and sure enough, we were a match and we started chatting. And we chatted very little, just a few messages back and forth and had decided to go out the next day, which worked fine with me because in my mind, I'm not going to sit there and talk with someone for days and days and days, get invested in their, you know, in their life, get invested in talking with them, get used to talking to them and then meet up with them and have no chemistry and no interest in pursuing anything. So we decided to meet up the next day and we stopped talking. The next day rolls around. It's like an hour before the date. He messages me, are we still going? I said, yes. I show up. Everything's kind of a mess because there's a huge ice storm, but whatever, we roll up. And then all of a sudden it's four hours later. And I looked down at my watch and I said, oh no. And he said, what's the problem? I said, oh, I just broke a rule because I'm only supposed to go on dates for an hour and a half. And he looked at me and said, well, are you going to leave? And I said, I guess not. So needless to say, it was a great first date. It was just a really easy conversation and went really well. And then uh, at around 11, I think, I just said, okay, time to go. So we went outside. It's a full ice storm. We're de-icing our cars. Uh, We are, you know, talking, doing the classic first date ending. um, And then he gets in his car and I get in my car. And then I had another friend of mine's voice in the back of my head saying, sometimes you have to make the first move. So I get out of my car, I open up his passenger side door and I say, I think you should kiss me. And without hesitation, he did and got home and messaged me and said, you know, I had a great time, whatever. We saw each other again. And then he went to Toronto because he was uh, working and doing training in Toronto. And so we decided almost right away to do long distance. And by New Year's Eve, we had a phone call when he was in Toronto and I was here and we decided to be boyfriend, girlfriend, make it official right away. He then moves to Nova Scotia because he got placed there for his job. And all of a sudden, our long distance relationship got even further apart. Uh, But then a few months later, of course, everyone knows what happened in March 2020, the pandemic hit. And now all of a sudden we were dating long distance. It had only been a few months and we were not allowed to see each other. And I struggled really hard with that. Just with the unknown of when we would see each other again was pretty horrible. I decided to take an unpaid leave of absence and move to Nova Scotia. And in my mind, it was going to be maybe temporary. I was going to rent. But honestly, it was impossible to find a rental and renting was going to cost me more than buying a house here. I decided to just move here and see what happened. I figure I could always sell a house here and move back if it didn't work out. And Dave went house hunting for me 
and bought a house without me even seeing it. And he ended up having to co-sign on it because the bank was like, lady, we cannot give you a mortgage. You don't even have a job there. We're sure you're great, but we're not giving you a mortgage. So Dave ended up co-signing on it with me and buying me a ring at around the same time. So that made me feel a bit better because I was like, okay, he's clearly serious. We're we're signed on this house together. It's not like I'm going to move there and he's going to change his mind. It's It's not that simple to just call it quits anymore. So I told my parents I was going. That was a devastating blow to them. And I drove across the country, multiple provinces away with my dog and my cat and all my plants in the car. And we moved in together. And we had moved in together after barely spending any time in person together. We had that first weekend together. We had one uh, kind of night in Toronto when I was there for a workshop. He came back to visit for a week. And I'm pretty sure that's it. No, I did one visit to Nova Scotia within there, but I think we had been in person together for less than two weeks. We talked every single day and we would video message every single night for, you know, hours at a time, but actually being in person together total, I think was less than two weeks. A lot of people in my life thought I was being completely insane, but they also kind of thought this kind of checked out for my personality because once I decide to do something, I just do it. I think about something for a long time internally and I think about it and I think about it. And then by the time I announce it to other people, I'm ready to do it. So to them, it seems quite impulsive. But to me, I've been marinating and thinking about it for quite a while. That summer, I changed my business name to A Playful Purpose Learning for Littles and really honed in on my purpose here, which is to inspire early years parents and educators to embrace play and create calm for their littles. I started my sensory membership and really, really started to feel good about myself as an entrepreneur and business owner. I got a job teaching for the French school board and in a completely different position than anything I've ever known, which actually motivated me even more to continue working on the business because it was now my only connection to the early learning world, which I loved so deeply. And then just a few short months later in October, I actually found out I was pregnant, which was a bit of an oops situation. Couldn't be happier about it, but definitely not planned. And I remember that morning, I had just kind of been thinking like, why don't I have any of my normal symptoms? I'll just take a pregnancy test and wasn't expecting it to be positive. And it was, and it's 5 a.m. And I turned to Dave and I said, I'm pregnant. And the first thing he said was, did you take the test wrong? And for him, he was just kind of blown away because he had already planned to propose to me that day. And then he felt like I would think, oh, this proposal is just because she's pregnant. But truly he had the reservation, he had the ring, he had everything planned. So it kind of took the wind out of his sails a little bit there. But we were so excited. We told our families really early because they had all been asking, okay, when are you going to get married? When's the wedding? When's the wedding? Let's do it next summer. And of course, we knew we couldn't do it next summer because we would have a newborn. We decided to get married that Christmas, which was about two months later, and had a wedding that I absolutely love, even though there was some restrictions in place. It was just beautiful and such a wonderful day. We were so calm the entire time. It was everything I've ever imagined and nothing like I've ever imagined all at the same time. A few months later, I had our baby, our baby boy, Andrew, and it was a really hard labor. And truly, I I just remember saying over and over again, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. But in the end, 30 odd hours later, he arrived and our whole world changed more than we could ever imagine. 
And that basically brings us to the present. Andrew's now three months old. We just had our first summer together and we're just settling into life as a new family. I'm figuring out who I am and how I am as a mom. And every day I'm learning something new, whether I like it or not. Ever since this dream came true of me becoming a mom, I've just been so motivated to share and learn alongside everyone in this community. And I'm definitely someone who once one dream is accomplished, I feel like I need to have another dream and the dreams keep piling on and keep piling on and the more inspired I am, the more inspired I get. It's kind of like a vicious cycle. This podcast is definitely one of those dreams, and my plan is for it to be a combination of stories like this from my life that I get asked about all the time. I'll have Dave come on and we'll talk about how we met, I'll talk about our move across the country, I'll talk about what it's like to be a mom, but I also want there to be easy to digest episodes about education and early learning, because I get questions like, what even is inquiry and how do I plan for it? And I get asked about trickier topics like behavior management, and things like that are just better expressed through audio format in my opinion. I also just wanted to have a place where I could pop on and share exciting news and important events that are going on in my life, and this feels like the perfect platform for that. All in all, I'm just really excited about this, and I hope that you're really excited about it too. And that concludes the very first episode. Thanks so much for listening to A Playful Podcast with me, Mariah. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next episode, and until then, sparkle and shine.